0: and welcome everyone to another edition of the bash bros podcast my name is brad nelson and today i'm joined by my brother from another mother in gary bmtg how's it going bro oh i am doing so good bradley because guess
1: what i what? i am on my first snow day since like i was a child in north dakota here in roanoke because it it blizzard blizzarded far too much
0: Oh, you got you took a trip to the DQ.
1: I took a trip to the DQ, and by the huge blizzard, I mean there's a mild amount of snow on the ground, and everybody's freaking out, and I think it's hilarious.
0: Well, (laughs) that's actually that actually plays into where we're gonna go, and that laugh you heard was Brian Brun doing our special guest this week, and a great segue into. Having him on the show because I forgot to think of an introduction because oh. we just went straight into the show and didn't do a pre-show this week. But hey, what's up, Brian Brown doing?
2: What's up? And also that was Corey's
0: laugh. That he was my laugh. Oh, oh, really? yeah. I yep. thought it was yours. It sounded like you. <laughs> yeah, I think it's because Corey. my
1: volume is turned down for this cast, so I'm so much more, you know, laissez-faire about all my laughing. And I'll make yeah. sure to just laugh louder, okay? And
2: I want to thank you guys so much for... Uh, introducing me to this cast as a special guest this week um however if i may i have one short segment that i would like to do um, sure go as a ahead. Guest go ahead, guest. it's
0: your it's your time right like you're the special guest thank you <laughs> like, yeah.
2: um so we have a, a a new segment i think would be great for your podcast it's a segment called things that Corey was right about last week
0: <laughs> yes, yes yes so uh, I've, but, I've but we've never we've never um uh Corey's never been right from last week before. This so is that's the why we don't fir- have a- yeah. This mm. is the first time
2: we're actually doing this segment. Um, and interesting, f- interesting. And I have a actually a list of notes I prepared about things that Corey was right about,
3: mm. and
2: okay. it, it is actually only one item on the list, and okay. that is during our cast and crew last week, Corey pronounced Ian Pasella's name correctly. That's I really it. did. Oh, Thank that's it. It. That's it. you. Yeah, that is yeah, the that only is thing that Corey was correct about last week, but I, I wanted to bring it up. Um, Thank you, Brian. So it's great. It's great. You, yeah. You're well, one well. of
1: the good guys, really protecting yeah, yeah. people <laughs> and false information. You know what? I, I'm proud to be able to, you know, just be hitting it out of the park time and time again. So I'm glad you recognized, Brian. Thank you so much. And and,
0: and i and and since Corey has also agreed, that's the other thing he got right from last week. We will end this conversation forever. <laughs> that, oh,
1: Correct. oh, wait, sorry, sorry, y'all. Um, this just in. Okay, so um, we have a correction corner from last week. No, uh, we this is not. an official statement from the uh, the Bash Bros podcast community that I'm just reading right now, y'all. It is um, I am so sorry to regret that Corey Baumeister, one of the brothers who bashes was completely correct about the Cascade interaction with Velky and other three-mana Cascade cards, <laughs> Brad Nelson and company deeply regret saying that Corey's ideas were wrong, and he has promised to buy Corey dinners every single time that they go out to eat together uh, in the future, and once again, I am so sorry um from all Wait, what, what? Our, so who is yeah. this from and why are they able to agree for things for me oh yeah. well, sorry sorry it's from the bash bros podcast community brad it just came across my desk um so oh, i'm just I i'm just reading that, it I yeah
0: i didn't know that they've organized yeah yeah sorry <laughs> Shit, that's scary we, we, just, uh, we have a yeah. our,
2: our uh community has unionized Yep. So oh, you no. know yeah
1: exactly so you know i'm glad we got that out of the way you know i i know i'm not right often brad so i understand your skepticism but you know the community has spoken and uh, i just had to get that statement out there
0: no that's true you knocked it out of the park <laughs> with that that idea um yes. we thought we thought it wouldn't happen because of how it's previously worked but in fact last time they didn't want to change the cascade rule because Split cards were being manipulated by more than just Cascade. Yeah. We weren't thinking about the uh, expertises and some brain in the jar card
1: yeah yeah they uh they actually had me in their meetings the whole time so you know i just pitched that to them and they're like oh, wow so you were breaking nda's
0: perfect <laughs> exactly yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i no longer work with wizards as an unrelated I note know we can break nda's <laughs> who wants to know about modern masters 2?
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it too oh isn't it modern horizons too i don't know shit about mo- oh, modern, okay. that, that yeah, modern, is modern modern, modern masters too. too came out years ago yeah who wants to yeah. know about modern, <laughs> <laughs> modern yeah. masters too yeah brad
1: modern Masters 2 I played a tournament in the basement of Paradox wait yeah the one in Fargo our Fargo local
0: card store I played a tournament in the said, basement Corey, there Corey, huh? Corey our unionized fans don't give a shit about where you played modern Masters 2 just, just,
3: <laughs> I I just uh, they well, care
1: Brad you also thought our fans didn't give a shit about the correct ruling that was going to be changed with cascade so That's you know so I don't weird. know if we can trust your opinion on any of this right, anymore
0: <laughs> all right, I, I'll concede this. All I'll right. concede this because I don't need more to pile on. From I, I, all right, I, before we get into what we're going to talk about this week, <laughs> I just need to talk to you both because I think I am going through an existential crisis. Oh no, what's wrong? Like actual, this isn't a bit. Okay, <laughs> this is okay. Like, like um, yesterday morning, I woke up really early. I slept. I I went to bed early, got a really good night's sleep, and I woke up at like four 30 in the morning. I just pull up my phone, Jesus, and I'm sliding through Twitter. And, okay, so that's mistake number one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. It, all it was was like this horrible dystopian future because that was like when, that was right yeah. around the time that all the Texas stuff was blowing up. Yeah. Yeah. I saw and, all that stuff. Yeah. And I just saw all, I mean, everything, like I, I would see a, a news thing. It's like people are dying in, in Texas because they don't have any electricity and they're freezing to death. Throw, go scroll again. I'm just like, Cops are protecting thrown away food in Portland so homeless people can't eat it before it goes bad. And I'm like, yeah. what is happening? Or like,
1: Yeah, I like, saw I saw like a hotel in Austin was charging a thousand dollars a night as well yesterday.
0: And it's just like these yeah. kind of things are just so inhumane and so messed up. But but then but then it got so much worse. And I think, Brian, you you actually probably went through this last year. Yeah. And I think I think I'm hitting it this year why is my half of my job trying to pull people's attention away from stuff like this? Like my job is to pull people's attention away from us going through an actual dystopian future. Like we are going through literal controlled chaos by people in, Mm -hmm. in high places. Yeah. And, and, and my job to make just enough money to, you know, not, not more, more to, More money than to scrape by, but like actually since COVID, not really. And just enough to scrape by since COVID. And my job is to pull people's attention away from that. I'm just like, don't, don't worry about that. Everyone mm-hmm. come play games and uh, I, read my articles and watch me stream. I think you're listening to my podcast.
1: I think you're wrong when you use the phrase pull away. I think it, it's giving a break. You know I mean? Like everybody needs these kinds of things, whether it's like you like watching a show. If some people like watching a stream, some people like watching, you know, listen to our podcast. I, I don't yeah. think it's pulling people's way. I think it's giving people a break and kind yeah. of escaping from some of these negative realities, you know? Yeah, you have to give yourself.
2: You have to allow yourself to take a break from from the reality of the world. Well, for like, sure. Yeah, like, I, there's nothing wrong with doing that. You shouldn't feel bad about doing that. Like, no,
1: I think you should feel good about it because it is. I guarantee, there's someone out there listening right now that watches your stream, reads your article, and it gives them a, a blissful escape for even an hour, even 45 minutes or something like that. So, I I think that's that is a good thing of what you do, what we do. You know? Yeah. I I mean. Take take this
2: however you want and don't you know, I mean this best intentions, but I think you like you're always watching documentaries on shit. You're always looking at like the like stuff like I think you are feeding into that of just you're you're putting too much of your life and too much of an emphasis on your own of this shit. Yeah, Yeah. like you're putting your heart on your sleeve. You're just you're like investing too much of your time into issues in the world mm-hmm. that you have no control over mm-hmm. and it's good to be informed on stuff and it's good to um you know help with things where you can yeah but like y- you know you have to also take care of yourself <laughs> like yeah you know, I, and and, and, <laughs> I, and
0: i do think that i'm like i i agree with that and i probably should but i also like at the same and i have been actually i've been like you know i quit smoking i'm starting to eat healthier and work out like i'm Mm. i'm in pain today but it's good pain for the first time in a while nice you know yeah and um and i and i get that and some of those things i'm really controlling well but but yeah there has to be like the stuff that we're seeing now is not like it was 10 years ago like or 20 years ago and i and maybe Maybe it's you're paying attention more maybe you know i I think
2: you're i think you're paying attention more and social media has made it much more in your face Shit. i don't yeah. actually think that things are like
1: like this last you know, year was hell in the grand scheme of things but you know there was kind of this kind of bad stuff going on 10 years ago i would still say and, you know covid and is an is, exception but oh for sure and the thing is is that like
2: we see a very small portion of like the history of our country and the history of the world like 100 years ago you know there was there was like the same kind of pandemic that happened in nineteen eighteen, nineteen nineteen,
0: stuff,
1: and like, but they got to go to know, Woodstock still, so that's not that's not the same. Well, no, <laughs> quality,
0: of, quality of life has increased every single. Yeah, like this, know, is, century. this is this is
2: still arguably the best time to be alive in terms of um, mm-hmm. quality of love, life for people in across the world. So, like, if we're
0: looking at centuries for sure, but decades. I've you know I've done a lot of thinking. I'm pretty sure being a white male in the seventies or eighties like fully grown was like the perfect time, but we don't have to go down that path. We're a magic <laughs> podcast. That's fair. That's fair.
2: Yeah. But I mean, I, I don't know. I, I try to keep perspective on that stuff. And like, I think things suck right now. And I think there's a lot of ways they could be better. And it's a lot of the people in power are pretty awful people. Oh um, yeah. Greed is but just I taken th-
1: over. Yeah.
2: But I think that's just how things have, kind of always been and we're just we just care more about it now and see it more now than we ever did before so so uh, so what
0: you go ahead what you're trying to say um is this morning i shouldn't have listened to a 10 minute uh thing that ben shapiro threw out there probably not because i I hated it yeah just (laughs) because i hated it see i just don't even listen
2: to anything that guy says like i know i I don't bother my like i know he's gonna say something stupid so i don't even bother like
1: yeah it saves saves me a lot
2: of like anytime i get invested in that kind of stuff i just get upset and there's nothing i can do about it and it's just like it's so pointless it's like why do i even bother doing that when like listening to 10 minutes of what he says doesn't doesn't change anything
0: and it's just disingenuous bullshit anyway and yeah yeah, like it doesn't it doesn't change anything and
1: And Brian, I feel like you are like a really good perspective on this because, you know, I mean, I don't remember how many years it was ago, three or four or whatever, when you were getting really tied up into like just social media issues from like the magic Twitter community or something, you know, like that got to you in a while. And then after you were just like, okay, I don't want to put up with that shit. It seemed like you, you know, are a lot happier.
2: Oh, for sure. I mean, like distancing myself from social media and like, with the magic community and just in general has been like so good for like for me to do that like it's just that it like i I literally think twitter is literally just a misery platform like
1: honestly after watching the social dilemma (laughs) after watching social dilemma like i i look at twitter and facebook in such a different light like that was one of the most eye-opening things um you know, as far as a documentary goes, but I've been just watching a ton of documentaries too,
0: uh, through COVID. Uh, yeah. I mean, that, that was really messed up, but. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, should we talk some magic boys? The Bash Bros Podcast is proudly sponsored by BCW Supplies.
1: BCW offers great products at an even better price. From their Elite Two Sleeves to the
0: DeckBot line, you're sure to get an amazing product.
1: I've been using their sleeves and deck boxes for the last year, and let me tell you, bro, their durability is unparalleled.
0: Well, if you're interested in trying them out yourselves, you can go to bcwsupplies.com and order today. BCW Supplies. Protect. Store. Display. Slogans. Marketing. Magic. Wow. Yeah, what, what about all of these ban and restricted announcements? I'm so <laughs> angry about Shit! Oops, I bleeped the wrong word. Wow! Um, <laughs> did you just bleep about? Yes. Nice. About and nice. Then just said shit.
1: Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. These bands are just like, honestly, just a revitalization to the entire Magic community. I've been seeing just all kinds of absurd modern decks everywhere. People seem like they're really having a lot of fun with it. Like, I, I think it's just great. Across all the formats, I don't play Legacy or Vintage. I don't really
0: know about those, but Modern, Pioneer, Historic, love them all. Uh, I mean, I, I haven't played any of these formats in, in in the longest time, right? Yeah. Uh, and and that that's mostly because like being a professional Magic player these days is that you have to play the Arena formats, and mm. that that has been getting a little tiring. Uh, truth be told, going back and forth between Saturn and Historic, uh, you know, they're doing a, a limited. Uh, arena open this weekend which i'm really excited yeah. about but at the same time like i really hope that they <laughs> like I, the way that i see things and how i felt like uh organized play for magic has kind of been letting me down is when i see something like that i'm just like fuck man they're gonna make us play a sealed like league weekend <laughs> like, <laughs> because they can't do draft <laughs> so we're just gonna have to do sealed. why can't they do draft I mean, we haven't seen them do use arena to do eight player drafts yet, like controlled eight player drafts. Maybe they can.
1: I mean, they can do human drafts now. You know that, right?
0: Well, I know. Yeah. I've, oh, I've done okay, human okay. drafts online, but I'm saying that, like, you know, they have to put eight of us specifically in a true, queue. true. Yeah. They haven't. I, yeah. Who knows if they've figured
1: out that yet, but. Yeah, I would I would feel the same as well because I just never want to play limited whenever it counted for pro points or whatever and like I've had so many 8 and 2s or whatever at pro tours for constructed and then like 2 and 4 for limited where I'm totally with you I wouldn't want to play when it comes to points being on the line but it's nice for a shake up and some people love it you know so I bet it will probably happen
0: Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm glad Limited's a part of it. I'm cool with it being draft. I, what I'm saying is sealed, like mm. sealed sealed is a bad competitive format. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Draft is a great competitive format. I don't know if you agree, Brian. Sealed is my favorite format actually though. Like over draft, I'd
1: rather play a sealed than a draft. I love it. Um I think that
2: sealed is not as bad of a format as people make it out to be. I think it is simultaneously the most skill-intensive format and the most luck-intensive format at the same time
1: and it depends so on the format a lot sense, too because if the format's really bomb dependent then the sealed formats gets really skewed right like the top tables are just all glory bringers if it's that kind of format but like if the format is pretty leveled out which i think Time is like there's no really just absolute bombs then the sealed format is actually pretty skill-intensive um but so so i'm with you bbd it's a little column a a little column b i remember when they had uh
2: and the the data probably still exists it was it was the mtgo elo project or mtg elo project Mm -hmm. um and it had you could look based on formats at people's you know like who who has the best win percentage in x format you know for grand prix level events and higher and oh, yeah. I, if I'm not mistaken, I think sealed was one of the formats that had the highest win percentage for the top players. Which I think, if it was purely a, a variance format, that that number would have been lower. Um, but I'm yeah. pretty sure it was it was one of the formats that had the highest. Like I think Andrew Cunio had like over a seventy percent win percentage in sealed or something.
1: I mean that makes and, sense. He's a sicko when it yeah, comes to then, limited,
2: and it makes sense because Cunio is somebody who's really good at thinking outside the box really Mm -hmm. good at taking a set of cards and making a deck out of them Mm -hmm. um i i don't know i I genuinely think that sealed has a really high skill level but i do also think it's high variance too like you you play against somebody who opened double glory bringer and you're gonna get smashed you know Mm -hmm. but there's so many times where it's like i could build my deck three different ways and i don't know what's best and like
0: yeah that, i mean like I, it's yeah. tough it's tough to use elo in this i know we should be talking about the bands but i'm really interested in talking about this um like it's tough to use elo in this metric because sealed has only been a grand prix like on elo project it's only using grand prix matches which that's true for your Better average players will pl- shine yeah well yeah and your average player you're, you're gonna have a wider ranger range of opponents and also the sample sizes going to be lower than the the larger ter- formats mm-hmm. like a- andrew has clearly played more matches uh i would assume more standard matches on elo project than sealed
2: that that is that is true although i would argue draft is probably similarly lowly represented because the amount of players who play because you only draft if you make day two of the gp so that's a but really it also
0: counts pro tour drafts too elo project
2: Correct. But still, if you think about it, how many more players are there at a GP than a pro tour and how many more GPs were there than pro tours?
1: And I mean, another factor is like buys existed for the majority of it. So Cunio likely skipped the first three rounds, which would, you know, help his percentage or give it give it more validity.
2: That would actually hurt his percentage, right?
1: Do you think so? Because he doesn't Wait, play against whoa, whoa. if he doesn't play round one, two, three against randoms. That should hurt his
2: percentage. Yeah, because he—that means he's only playing as people who've been winning.
1: But oh, I, I'm yeah. saying that justifies his performance more. You know, a little bit more, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah,
0: we're talking like these are yeah. semantics at this. I point. Agree, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, I, I'm just saying that like uh, it's it's very difficult to com- to use Elo project as a place to base off win percentages based on it's they're not. Going through the same cogs, you know, they're not going through the same system. Unless yeah, we're I mean, talking not, about um,
1: standard, where me and Brad, you know, slept at the top ten standings of those of those lists for a very long time. <laughs>
0: well I'm still there. I gotta still you be there. I think I'm still there. <laughs>
1: yeah. Who knows? But <laughs> yeah, that, that,
2: that's a fair point. I still I still stand by my statement. I think sealed is simultaneously the most skill and and luck driven format at the same time. But yeah, that's me, kind me, of that's a wild this. stack.
0: Let me double check this. If 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 that's the most skill based on this then uh i have a 68.5 nice uh, with with 730 matches played i I, f- I feel like i feel like standard is is more skill intensive i think standard is the most skill intensive that's the spirit End of no, conversation End of uh... conversation <laughs> moving on i mean <laughs> that
2: that is true you know whatever whenever i win it's skill whenever i lose it's luck so whatever format that you win at is clearly a skill driven (laughs) format whatever format you lose at i mean that's it's just so fucking lucky how your opponents always have it like
0: (laughs) checks out to me yeah oh man i loved i loved when uh when you got to like 8-0 and a sill gp and you just realize that your opponent has played all eight matches and they sit down and it doesn't seem like they're comfortable where they're at. You oh, know? then you're
1: dead. They have yeah, the they best be like, pool oh, ever. Oh, yeah. Shit, yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh no. They are like, they better misplay and forget to exert this second glory bringer, or I am screwed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Please miss yeah. <no> land drops. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. It was really yeah, that was so great, like where you get to the last round of day one of a SEAL GP and you're like. You get paired against like Hain, like Alexander Hain and you're like, fuck yes. Like, yes, <laughs> like exactly. I want to get paired against somebody really good because they yeah. might have just gotten here by being really good and not necessarily having like an insane pool.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like this person has a lot of just like blue-green commons. Like nothing too special about this deck. <laughs> no,
0: I agree. I agree. There's yeah. there, there's a there's a GP where I was 8-0 and I was feeling real good, and I just you know, played against someone that that was a little what is it? Green behind the ears? Is that the saying?
2: I don't know. Probably little green.
0: Uh-huh. I don't know. Well, just a newer player, and I just and I got there by playing playing my ass off with commons and uncommons. Nice. And, and I'm just like, oh, I'm just dead, and he just goes <laughs> rare, 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 rare. <laughs> like we're sideboarded, and he's still casting rares, and I'm like, god damn it!
1: <laughs> I love it yeah oh, some wow. I, oh, good times good times some of my
2: best uh some of my best performances in sealed came where my deck didn't actually have that many rares but it just had a lot of really good ways to deal with people's rares yeah like uh yeah. gp richmond where where i went 15 to zero before of course losing the quarterfinals <laughs> as one day you eh <laughs> I
1: had
2: martin dang the
1: son of a the dangster
2: dang does it uh yeah. yeah so but i had i only had like two rares i think in my deck uh my sealed deck but it was like a blue black deck and i just had a lot of really good answers to other people's rares and that's kind of how it played out over the course of the tournament is my opponents would cast good rares against me and i just had the answers that that also is pretty good effective way to put to build sealed. i will still stand
1: by it that you are still one of the best first week sealed players (laughs) at gps (laughs) like out of anyone I'm telling yeah. you, <laughs> you,
0: you top eighted so many when I was on the program. goddamn pro tour. Facebook ad shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Hi, Brian Brown. <Braduin,"> Doing <laughs> you know with the birthday of right. June whatever and one of the best sealed players. <laughs> Actually,
2: I need to get yeah. that from my girl. Like, I need to get that from my girlfriend. It's like it's like don't don't fuck with me because my boyfriend is the best. <laughs> Sealed deck player for week, for one, week one of a new <laughs>
3: format. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, how did this ad
2: No, <laughs> and he will fucking go eight and one on day
1: one of any fucking GP. <laughs> and so. y- y'all, this is a unrelated fact. Our new merch store of that shirt yes. is coming <laughs> out here in a couple of weeks. We're trying to sell less and less shirts each week, and we're really, we're really hitting it home.
2: Speaking oh, of yeah, which, that's that, too good. I don't even mm-hmm. play the game Among Us, but that Among Us shirt was so good. I, I, which one? I, there was an Among Us shirt that somebody linked to us on Twitter a couple weeks ago. Okay. And well, it
0: was, was it on Twitter?
2: Yes, it was. They linked yeah. it. Yeah. It was something about, they tagged either it was just us individually or the Bash Bros podcast. And it was, it was like one of those kinds of shirts where it's like, long rambling text for no (laughs) real purpose but it was just it was just really great
1: oh nice Uh, (laughs) we'll have to check it out (laughs) where do i
0: go to find when people uh oh wait no i go into my notifications and i go just to (laughs) mention here's our normal
1: spot where we take our break to google something else.
0: social media here it is yeah it (laughs) says it was Sean Hunter, and Sean says, I am very I am very good at the hit game Among Us. If you don't like it, leave. I love my wife, and she is sus, which is a reference to the hit game Among Us. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Unreal. She is, she
2: is never sus. That was the, yeah. Yeah.
0: I love oh, yeah, my she, wife. She is but never sus. She
2: is never sus. Yeah. Never <laughs> says.
0: Okay. All right. Well. Anyway. So we got bands, right? Let's um, talk some bands. Now. Yeah. Now that, now that we got rid of Andrea Mangucci, mm-hmm, um, yeah. that's gonna be our next. Got,
1: that's gonna be yeah. our next shirt. Is we finally got rid of Andrea Mangucci and just a picture of <laughs> Mangucci holding a trophy that would be a good one
2: it's like now that we've gotten rid of andrea Gucci, we can begin our episode but as per usual the problem is is that we actually got rid of andrea Gucci a long fucking time ago and uh. we just kept going like i want to say like two or three episodes ago is when we lost them but
1: we just we went so long in an intro that we actually dropped them off for future episodes that's impressive that's a feat yes. Yeah,
0: uh, it, is. All right. it is. All right, so so getting on track. I'm actually. I'm it. actually. I'm putting on. I'm putting on my content creator podcast mask now. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Vintage. Lurus Luris is unbanned. Great. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> people wanted it for a while. It just seems correct. This format has black lotus, and Loris can be unbanned after the the rule. You know, whatever.
3: Yeah. Good on them yeah. to
0: finally do it. Sure. In historic. They took omnath off the suspended list and put it on ban because for whatever reason they have a suspended list, so they don't. I think it's a, a wild card economy conspiracy theory, but you know whatever. I'm not gone, <laughs> that's forgotten. our next episode's I, topic. I, actually don't,
2: I don't know if that's the case. I actually think having a rotating lit band list is a, is a really cool idea. I just I don't think they're really like committed to it. But I um I think that 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 would be a really cool way to handle some of these formats is to have like kind of a rotating band list. But that's another point. So. Mm.
0: It would be nice for some formats like Historic to rotate in and be a little more aggressive, but they're not being aggressive with it.
2: Right. That The problem oh. is they're not really committed to it, I think. Yeah,
0: Yeah. exactly. But they were committed to getting Uro out, as Thank we God. realized. Thank well, God! Thank Well, I mean, I, have, I have issues with this. I agree that Uro should probably not be in Historic, but I also just... I think that Historic and Pioneer um, are just formats that were created with, like, card... um prices in mind mm. you know, they'll never admit that but like we, we we know that they print these they made these formats so that cards don't standard cards don't lose all their value and modern normally new new cards that were getting printed wouldn't impact the format at all right yeah you would until you would 2020 us, yeah yeah 2019 2020 then a lot were impacting but before that they weren't so then they made Pioneer historic and um these formats are just I think they're just kind of shit shows where it's like, okay, so you ban Uro now. Now what? Like, what is the format now? Is it a bunch of linear decks, but like Jund is gonna crush them because like that 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 deck is just so good at beating like all of these other strategies, you know, it was kind of getting hung up by Uro. Um, and if Jund isn't that good, then is MUX is just taking over the format? Like this format is in just In No, in a historic. Oh, in Pioneer, okay. it's
2: I thought historic was a pretty good format, actually. I don't know. Yeah.
1: I guess, I guess in historic could be, but yeah. I actually don't think
2: Uro needed to be banned in historic, but I I, didn't either. But I (laughs) I actually think historic is and was a, a pretty, pretty like solid format where there seemed to be a variety of strategies that were all relatively competitive. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't play a ton of Pioneer, but happy to see Uro go there. And then Modern is the only format where Uro had to go. Uro and Fetchlands is just too too good. It's by far too good. And with Mystic Sanctuary, it just made all the decks start to look the same. Like even when you just look on, you know, different places where you can find deck lists. You know, you look on MTG Melee. I don't know how much modern deck lists you got over there, but you just look Not on this, dumb. you just look on this stuff and every deck list name is just the five colors, right? So you have to click on it to see what the hell they are just because every single modern deck started to look the same um, and, and it was just unfun. So I'm super happy to see it go there. Everything else, I guess, take it or leave it. But for me, it's just good riddance to Uro. I think it was just unfun to play against in every format.
2: I think Mystic Sanctuary is similarly incredibly
1: unfun to play against, I'm-
2: Pretty happy oh, yeah. that they
1: banned that card, too. Yeah, that card's horrible. Same with Field of the Dead. I hate control decks where you can't—you don't have to build a win con. You just have to diversify your lands. You know, it really changes what kind of decks you can really play. You can't play, like, a blue-white control deck. You know, you, you can't play something that dirtles around and wins with Jace because this land will always take over. So I personally love all the bands in Modern.
0: Oh, yeah, I've never seen Modern be so homogenized. Yeah. Like, it just seemed like there were, like four different shells and with slight variations mm-hmm. yeah and that was honestly that was our and mystic sanctuary for
1: sure you know and field yeah. of the dead was definitely a, a contender as well but the cryptic command sanctuary and then leaning on uro as your plan b was just so powerful and it pushed out so many decks that it was the only correct thing to really be doing
0: now i wonder why they had to ban simian spear guide this is like the actual one card on this list that i want to focus on yeah like everything else makes sense to me but i actually was a very pro Simeon spirit guide person Mm. um because like it was so it was kind of gross in certain decks but it it always felt like those decks were broken for other reasons like i personally loved ad nauseum i thought ad nauseum wasn't whenever ad nauseum was a good deck in modern I, i think that that was when modern was at its healthiest Actually, that's not true because it was, it could target like Eldrazi Winter. Mm. Like, you know, but there's a lot of times, you know, I remember in the past that that was just a part of the format. The funny thing is that
2: I don't even think Ad Nauseam was good against Eldrazi Winter either. (laughs) It just, that was a format where people played it. But
1: I can totally say that
2: though. Yeah. I played a match against, uh, against Ad Nauseam in one of those GPs where I just killed my opponent on turn three with Eldrazi. And it's like, I don't,
0: I don't know, I don't know those, why those versions. Yeah. You <laughs> nice. were playing the most aggressive version. There was like four versions of Eldrazi. The format actually had more yeah. versions of Eldrazi than more like than other Fetch decks. Lands. Yeah.
1: yeah. So maybe that was the most homogenized modern format to be fair.
0: That yeah, probably was. Yeah. 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 I,
1: I didn't play during that time. So that was, uh, you know that is one thing I avoided, and at that same time I quit. It was like Mono Black and Mono Blue Devotion were taking over Standard, and I was just like, "Yeah, eh, I'm out. This wasn't fun." <laughs> yeah, I, think,
2: I think Eldrazi was the most degenerate deck that we've seen in Modern. Even Hogak, um, that was pretty degenerate. I think, in terms of domination of the
1: format, yes. Yeah, or I mean, you got to put Valky into that conversation, right? Like these Valky decks. I know you didn't did play a, a ton. It didn't have
0: a long life, yeah. It didn't yeah, have a long, long life, life,
1: but it was... It, you know, it, was, it, it would have had a longer life, I mean, obviously, if they didn't ban it, but same with Eldrazi. If they just banned it a little sooner, it would have been the same kind of thing, I feel. Because those decks were stupid.
0: Oh, I bet. I mean, I, I I've been playing a lot of, you know uh Valky in my in in standard and even there it's good.
1: Yeah, and you're just I casting it for seven mana. Two. You know? Yeah, I, I <laughs>
0: couldn't imagine turn two having that in play.
1: Well regardless, the one thing I will say is I know both of you don't play a lot of modern, but modern just looks like a dream. And I i just can't even wait to play. I'm gonna play Batatinha just posted a five color nib missit list with Yorian and Modern. If that's good, then sign me up. I'll be trying that tonight. So, <laughs> so, so we're
0: going back to Pioneer from last year.
1: <laughs> Thank <good>. God. Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. In terms of Spirit Guide, I like, I don't feel bad that it's banned because it's certainly not like a very fun card. Yeah. No deck that's playing Spirit Guide is going to be
1: attacking for bit. two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, yeah. It's just, it's going to be something that does some, like, does something degenerate that's not fun to play against and usually the spirit guide decks are some sort of all in deck and -hmm. they're usually not very good but they're also not very fun so like i don't really have a problem with them banning spirit guide but in the same token i do worry that without cards like this in the format to allow for some of these like stupid combo decks to exist that um modern might just become like a mid-range fest like it kind of was. Well it,
0: might, it, well, it might force it down that path because I always remembered like one of the ways that so what, You
1: gotta still think of Storm though. That's still the degenerate combo deck.
0: Well, but well or or Infect or Oh yeah, or Infect, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or uh the Urza deck or the Yagmoth deck, I don't know how good that is, but like so Yoggamoth good, like, Urza bad. <laughs> Yeah, so you have all these like creature decks that are also combo decks that force in all, you know, some of the interactive decks. And I don't know, it does feel like it'll turn into a hodgepodge of mid range decks interacting with each other. Um, and usually having like combo is good. So maybe Storm is that deck because it mm-hmm. didn't need Simmons Spear Guy. But it just felt like Simmons Spear Guy was like a really weird card to ban um, because it lived for so many years and wasn't really that much of an offender I, I can never think of a deck that it's like like i always felt like besides ad nauseum that you could still function your deck without Simeon spirit guide it's just Simeon spirit guide made it faster
1: well it was like Simeon spirit guide was in like neo form as well right and and even with these cascade decks it feels like something like we were talking about last week where these three mana cascade cards are so easily breakable that you know either change the rule or do something about them it feels the same with Simeon spirit guide that like maybe future they're looking into the into the future with a certain card that they're about to print and thinking like this is not going to be fun with this interaction might as well get it out of there now while this card has a target on its head because we just saw it in every single modern deck for the last month you know so it could be that who knows
0: yeah, they just they just don't want to worry about it later yeah. down the line, I guess. But yeah. yeah, I I will say
2: though that it was only ever in those super degenerate type decks that were never really that good, like the uh the Gristle yeah. brand decks. I think the only like or or some decks where they had to ban some other card because that other card was super messed up that was making mm-hmm. Spirit Guide good. The only exception was um Amulet Titan, where you wanted to play one Spirit Guide so that when you palmed your opening seven from your lap, you could uh, kill on turn one. Oh, of course. Only- <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, or
1: or when you leave it under your notepad, I think that was the more common thing. <laughs> you know. Y'all, yeah. Yo,
0: this is this is not appropriate <laughs> conversation for a podcast. Please. Oh. Okay. 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 Brian.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Brian. All right. All right. Well, let's talk. Uh, let's talk pioneer then. Pioneer bands to me. I thought were pretty hilarious because that format is just absolutely run over. I, I kind of quit playing this because I hated two of these decks. I hated playing against wilderness reclamation decks, and I hated playing against oops all spells. And that's just really what they banned. They just, t- of course, Uro as well because that went with everything. But they banned um the spy to fairy time reveler, uh, under city informant, Uro, and wilderness reclamation. And now you know, like the one deck that was really good at the time. And that was still winning tournaments was just this mono red Lurus red, white Lurus. It had like a splash for just boros charm. And I just look at the bands now and I'm like, holy shit, that deck is going to run rampant because it was already so good in the format. And they took out all the major things against it. But that's my early assumption. Of it, be, but,
2: I mean, I don't play, I haven't played pioneer in a long time, but why the hell is to Fairy band? Like, because people hate it. I guess I. I yeah, don't, that's not make sense to me. That card, like, compared to the level of these other cards, like, I, I just I don't get it. But
0: yeah, to is the card people one. hate. Like, it's just it's just that people hate to ferry, sure.
2: Yeah, because um, it isn't just, that
0: good. I'm with you, but
2: yeah, it's not that good. Like it, it, it I mean, it's yeah, it's a powerful card, but like, it, it's just. I don't know it's really not like that no, game, I'm, so.
1: I'm with you that one doesn't make sense to me i like getting rid of the oops all spells deck because that one's just stupid Uro is the same it's just really good in that format and then the one bad thing with wilderness reclamation it was homogenizing the format because it was either teamer or soul tie reclamation decks were just everywhere i mean that's that's a- alongside Uro as well but it wasn't fun playing against just that oops all spells decks and mana red that's all the format looked like to me so i think pioneer looks good again i i think my precious Jeskai luka is still not going to be great with losing to Ferry, but i'll still give it a shot again
0: is that still a th- oh yeah you can still do you can still play fires agent. yeah oh god i that does not that's not a selling point for me (laughs) like but
1: to be fair mono red smashes it so that's that's the one bad thing is i played that format and i was just getting wrecked by mono red and oops all spells because you didn't interact with that stupid combo at all and wilderness reclamation to be honest you know that was always an okay matchup for them but
0: i still think the burn deck is probably going to be the best for a well, while. sure i mean yeah who knows like now that these decks are gone maybe something else shows back up mm-hmm. you know like to be burned because I, I feel like any format no matter what if they want to beat a burn deck they can agreed um and so we'll see where things go but like not, 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 none of that makes me feel like i want to play pioneer i i actually just i think a pioneer is a failed experiment like <laughs> I will agree with you. Constantly banning cards from it, and every time I look at it, it's not enjoyable. No, like I enjoyed Demir for a little bit playing Demir last year. Uh, inverter and they banned it and then they banned the other combo deck and now they banned two more combo decks
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, No, is, I'm, I'm totally with you bro but i really do think you would enjoy modern modern just looks amazing right now if you ever want to break from arena that is the format to dive can into I, right can now can i just
0: go back to playing jund you can yeah uh, you can yeah, go back to saying. playing Jund. so you'd, you'd be in uh, i'm playing a better jund deck in standard right now i see think, i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna play Bamp blade that's gonna be my first or second
1: deck that's gonna be sweet
2: I think the existence of historic kind of invalidates pioneer as a necessary format to have. Agreed. They're so close,
1: and you can play one on arena. That's the big thing, you know. I don't. I don't. I I think
2: pioneer made sense before historic was a thing, and now, Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't. I don't even know the support pioneer has. I mean, maybe I'm. Maybe it has. Maybe a lot of people are playing it than I think. But nope. No. Nope. Okay. I, I look at the,
1: I look at I look at the queues and it had like 197 people in a in a pioneer league and I'm just like, "Ooh, that's not good." <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, that's I low. I yeah. figured that was probably the case. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you need people, you need people to pair against. That seems like it, the wait times might be really bad. It is. Right. And it
1: same with standard. Standard and pioneer on 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 Magic Online are like completely dead. Modern has like it was like at like 1200 people before the ban so i wouldn't be shocked now if it's up to like 2500 because people are like really excited about the format again i wonder um to to go a
2: slightly different route i wonder why they banned Dreadhorde arcanist and legacy because that to me is a little surprising
1: yeah I the team or delver really good, decks ahead, the team or delver decks were really really popular and really strong but that's the only oh, listen, thing i can think of
2: yeah but i feel like wasn't oko like a huge part of that i don't know maybe obviously. it was
1: definitely a four of in those decks they just really wanted to shake it up i guess um but yeah i i, I don't play any legacy so i don't have any strong well, well, opinions well, on that legacy,
0: legacy has always just been the gentleman's agreement format because mm. like they're they're not gonna ban cards that clearly are better than Arcanist. clearly. Uh. But, you know, they're gonna ban certain cards so people can continue to play all the diversified formats that they or decks that they want to. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it always feels like like where standard they they want to ban the powerful thing that is gonna take over the format. It always feels like in legacy, they just they get rid of the cards that people are annoyed with that are maybe a little too making certain decks a little too good. But like, you know, if they're never gonna consider looking they they'll never consider looking at the doomsdays or the brainstorms or the the show and tells yeah
1: know. it's still crazy to me that it's a card that can just get lightning bolted or swords to plow shard you know it
0: that the would have to push. be banned yeah. Pushed, yeah.
2: yeah yeah so yeah that one's a really weird one to me because i i mean i could very well be wrong because i have not played that much legacy lately but like to me that is a less powerful card than delver of secrets and it is mm-hmm. on a similar power level to something like a Tarmogoyf, where horror Arcanist maybe is a little bit better than Tarmogoyf, but like... I, I don't know. Like, yeah, it
1: costs two mana. That's like eight it, in standard. So it's still I mean, it's still <laughs> a two
2: dra- it's still a two drop that doesn't do anything until the next turn. Exactly,
0: know, like. that's true. But like a Tarmogoyf can hit you three times and you can win the game. I don't think you're going to win the game if the Dreadhorde Arcanist hits you three times. I don't know. Probably if you get not, three free but... brainstorms, you probably win the game, right? That's what that's what I'm saying. Yeah, what you're I'm saying. saying yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Is okay, that, Yeah, yeah, like like being at three life. And them not having three extra cards is a whole lot better than being at 17 life and them ha- having a snowball effect on you. Yeah. That's just how magic operates.
2: Yeah. I mean, that is true. Like I, I would say this is better than, than Goyf. probably better than, better than young pyromancer too, for the same reason mm-hmm. um, in that young pyromancer is really, really powerful when you have resources to go with it. Whereas this doesn't need any. You, you can top deck this with an empty hand and it's really good, but.
1: And you can't ban the Pyromancer when he's just so yeah. young, you know? He's got his whole life ahead of him in Legacy, so. <laughs> that might
0: be my favorite joke of yours ever. <laughs> All right. <laughs> wow, that's a low bar. <laughs> that's really funny though. Thank he's you. So like, he's, he's still really young
3: ahead
1: of him. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, too good. Oh, shit, but they didn't touch, strange. they didn't touch the gods format, which which is standard and i gotta say brad i i'm loving standard right now i think it's like one of the best standard <laughs> formats we've seen in a long time deck decks and metagames are shifting so fast i'm looking on melee for like a whole weekend uh, or a whole tournament of like percentages and everything's like 55 percent to 49 which just leads me to believe that every deck is competing Nothing is busted. It, it seems great to me right now,
0: except for Rakdos, because there was one tournament last week. The F2K. It had a five percent or something, it, right? It, it, it went one in sixteen. It had a six point eight percent win percentage. I've never yeah. seen that with a deck like the sixth most played deck in a, four, in, a in a tournament. It's
1: unbelievable because I was such yeah. a big fan of Rakdos. And I even played it for my drop and bombs, and I generally thought this was going to be one of the more powerful decks. And then Soul Tide came along, and I played that matchup once, and I'm like, I, I deleted the deck. I deleted the deck from my arena. I was like, this deck cannot be played against Soul Tide decks. It's just an absolute beating so
2: if you were brad you're like i have to delete imported deck 157 because i cannot win with it anymore
0: (laughs) (laughs) pretty much this (laughs) this format is so good that i named my decks oh Oh, and i changed the card art so they're not all yorians and lorises and (laughs) oh my
1: god you're really you're really showing some pure love for the standard see i'm guessing you agree with me huh uh,
2: you really are going through an existential crisis right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I cleaned my office.
2: Oh my god,
1: God!
0: You well gotta not stop all the this! Way, is...
2: Not
1: all the way, not all the way. Not okay, all the way. okay, all right. He, he turned all the pictures for his standard decks into just the tireless tracker art. Like, really, really hitting home <laughs> with you. Dude, is that on?
0: His st- is that on arena? Is tireless tracker in historic? Oh, uh, no.
1: I think what, it is. Why, why would
0: you do this to me, Corey? <laughs> got to get that card in there. Yeah, it's not, a, it's not, a, you bastard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Almost got him. Almost got him. It's so yeah. sad
2: that we just never know what cards are in historic because there's so many random sets printed that, like, yeah, that are printed for historic. <laughs> like, if historic was just you know, the last X years of sets or whatever, we would know exactly what was in it. But yeah, no,
1: that's still my favorite game that we play on versus live. You know, we usually take questions from the audience, but whenever we play historic, every single round, we play a game of, what's in historic and yeah. <laughs> uh, our director will give us two cards and we have to guess
0: and we're frequently wrong so <laughs> that's, that's just that's just embarrassing for you though uh, for, you know, like not <laughs> for the it? format is this? Yes. It?
1: no it's, it's not
2: i don't, I don't see in, that as embarrassing at all
0: no they throw in random ass cards you know mm, i think it's part of our it's part of our job to know the cards though
2: yeah, but there's so many cards that they printed in those jumpstart type sets that are just not really
0: playable. And it's like, how, you know, like, why would you, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Maze's End is going to break eventually. <laughs>
1: hey, Brad, it's, it's part of our job to get Cascade rules changes correct either, but we don't always do our job on that, do we? You
0: can't say <laughs> that I got it incorrect. Your prediction was right. <laughs> I don't know what sounds you're making. At some I, don't,
2: of- I don't either. Is podcast. Is, you, sh- you shouldn't is, make
0: sounds like that on a podcast. Sorry, I was firing guns. Right I was firing guns into the air. You shouldn't you know, do like- that in America either. Oh,
1: okay. okay. Sorry, it was finger guns. So, Am I forgiven? No. I mean, you ah. and your
0: guns and bombs, and you're. <laughs> be part of the solution Corey
1: yeah I'm tagged by Tsa every single time so yeah that's just because you that's just because you brought of, oh, magic decks
0: speaking of which speaking of which Brian Brian guess what got auto renewed the other week
2: oh I our, uh, our Tsa uh, pre-check yeah, thing
0: yeah our clear check. <laughs> That. That's depressing. We, we got that at the beginning of last year. We're like, we're gonna, this is so much value. So smart to, get to the airport early. Oh, yeah, that auto <laughs> renewed, and I almost cried. <laughs> what was it like, 100 bucks or something? Uh, no, it was like 200 something because it's for all for Amber, Brian, and I. Oh, we're just all on the same. We're all in the same, uh, oh. thing. <laughs> yeah, all sorry right. About you're... That, br- sorry about that, Brian, but you got TSA clear for another year.
2: Awesome. <laughs>
1: you guys should just stop into the airport go through security and then just leave
0: just to get your money's worth <laughs> no we can't get through clear because they're they're such a good program that they know if we have a ticket or not oh, do, they let shit, me, right.
2: do they let me get get out of the basement without having to go through a gate or is that a separate uh... no
0: no you have to go through that well I mean you need to D renew is that your contract' t- so. is your TSA that's <laughs> true
2: yeah, there's just a gate outside the basement door that I have to go through every time because otherwise D will tear tear apart the carpet right outside that basement door.
1: So mm. that's,
0: that is that is the actual reality. There is a gate right beside a door that shuts. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, that's fair. I got a baby gate from our dog coming upstairs because he just eats everything. So yeah, got a lot. not.
0: That's the only thing she's been like destroying. Um, mm. Just that one part of the carpet. Nothing else. Like actually the cutest thing happened the other day we she we didn't actually latch her her gate in her little like crib out in the living room and it like we shut it and we turned it thinking it was locking but it didn't okay so so at like seven in the morning she must have repositioned or because it because it looked like she repositioned and laid down and that that force she was like laying against it and it pushed the door open yep but instead of destroying or doing anything, she just walked upstairs and woke us up. She just yeah, uh, yeah she just ran upstairs, jumped on the bed, and woke us up. See, and we were scared to go downstairs, <laughs> downstairs, but nothing nothing was wrong.
2: Yeah, Brad, Brad was like, I I know the answer, but I just have to ask. Like, you didn't like let D out of her crate or anything, and I, or her gate or anything, and I'm just like. No, <laughs> like, yeah, that would be time. like the last thing I would do. <laughs> 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 it's like unlash her thing late at night, let her tear Yeah, and then
1: go off, right like. to
0: bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. see, I mean, I mean, I knew that, I knew he didn't, but just, you know, we need to process of elimination any option, right? Just to yeah. make Fair. sure that we have the right one so it doesn't happen again.
1: Fair. So Henry sleeps on the couch. We've trusted him enough to sleep outside of his cage and you know hasn't done anything bad but he'll always wake us up by going to our staircase whining so that we go down let him outside and then he just waits by the stairs like very eagerly we open the baby gate and then he'll just run up to our bed and just go nose first under the blanket so his butt's like on our pillows right in between us both and then just goes to bed for like another two hours all all cozied up it's adorable so, and very adorable. weird at the same time. yeah
0: <laughs> Oh d has some weird habits. but anyway, yeah I, I I remember when we were talking about this episode it was gonna be a deep dive on soul <laughs> Um <laughs> let's make it a shallow
1: dive on Soltai. How about that? <laughs> All right,
0: we're gonna play we're play we're gonna play a game show. okay um, we're gonna play not a game show. We're gonna play a game and pretend to be a game show. okay, perfect. All right. can it be so, prices right? No, okay. Uh, in fact, the price is wrong.
1: <laughs> uh, did you know it was actually the 25th anniversary yesterday of happy gilmore so that's uh it's that's the 25th
0: anniversary of the pro tour today
1: oh happy gilmore it and is. the pro tour came out wow greatness happened 25 years ago yeah holy shit um,
0: but so i've been playing a shit ton with Salty. i think it's the best deck in the format and i have a list that i like i posted it on in my article that goes up on scg on friday and i'll also post it i guess in the uh discord it's very similar to the one i also posted in what we play earlier mm-hmm. this week yep um but so uh like i have it up here you both can see it um and i've been playing a ton of standards so how about uh, you guys fire away any questions okay a- all right about- i
1: got the f- i got the first one um why are you such a liar <laughs>
0: what am i lying about
1: i believe it's called imported deck right there bradley i thought you said you named all your decks oh wow uh... i didn't name uh... it my nice. god we Called caught him in out. the line immediately <laughs> <laughs> that's so good
0: <laughs> that's just great that is yeah just cool.
1: yeah okay i got a real question though so i think i played Soul sultai ultimatum after it won the scg when like 12 and 0 or something and then i picked it up but i was really struggling against red and white so i dropped it so i'm curious about why you have for Behold the Multiverse and Wolf Willow Haven, I think are the two cards. I didn't play I didn't play a single copy of of either, and you have four of each. So break it down on those ones.
0: Okay. Well, for 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 starters, Behold the Multiverse obviously not great against aggressive decks, especially on the draw. It's, it's one of your dead cards. You, okay. you might have you might have time to cast it if you if you actually found a Shadows Verdict. Um mm-hmm. but, or it curves but, uh, into Shadows
1: Verdict pretty well, I guess.
0: To try to yeah, find may- it, yeah, maybe, uh yeah, you can reach reach for the stars and and, <laughs> and 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 try to find it, um, and and win that way. But yeah, um, so so in a vacuum, uh, Wolf, this is a ramp deck. This is not a control deck. Wolf Willow Haven is a ramp card. It also works really well with the high density of two drops that you have in your deck, especially with um the counterspell. I don't know the name of it. I never know it. Jwari something disruption. disruption. Yeah, yeah. Jawari's Disruption. Um, this card, I think, is a four of, and both of them are. And people that aren't playing them, they're sleeping on these cards because uh, it's a land. It's an early counter spell that you can just counter anything. It doesn't. It's not like a control deck where you have to value this magic card in your hand, right? And you have to have good exchanges with your opponent. You don't. You just have to have a tempo advantage, and you want any exchange. So you can play on turn three <coughs> and wait for them, hold this card up. You don't care what three drop they play, whether it's a creature or a malice or an annex or what whatever counter it untap cast something big you know or cast your next thing uh and so these are just like perfect cards that get you to seven mana um the thing that i think people are trying to do with this deck that is just going to fail is make it a control deck playing cards like elspeth's nightmare shark typhoons or more removal main because Mm. because if you're on the draw against a white deck having a few extra removal spells might win a small percentage of the games, but odds are, um, they won't. Odds are, the thing that actually wins you the game on the draw is the wrath effect, right? Um, shadows verdict, and, yep. Yeah, yeah, shadows verdict is is going to win you that game.
1: And, and no extinction event, I see as well. So you just weren't a fan of
0: that. Nope i uh, I keep logicing in, putting more in my deck, mm-hmm. and. So I'll add one or two to my deck. And then every time I draw it, it's just bad. And another reason it's bad is it's good in Esper because in a deck like Esper Doom, you're going to interact at a high frequency with your your opponent. So you're going to be able to manipulate their board to be odd or even. You're not doing that with this deck. You're not manipulating them in any way. So it's not a pure sweeper. I even have a crippling fear in my sideboard that I'm trying out now as a fifth sweeper because it's Extinction Event doesn't do the thing I want it to do.
1: Yeah, uh, I've been when- really not liking Extinction <clears throat> Event as well, so... Oh, yeah, honestly, I've
2: never liked that card. I never really thought it was that good, but that's was, a different point. It was so. good
1: when Adventures was just everywhere, right? Because then Odd felt like a Wrath of God effect, but yeah. that was the only time I really liked it.
2: Yeah, it was definitely good when Obosh the Prey Piercer was a
1: card before playing. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then every non-Obosh deck was just you know, still Lovestruck Beast, Brazen Bar, Innkeeper and stuff, so...
0: I mean I I I still I still argue that that card is playable in decks that are manipulating your opponent's board on a high frequency like El- like Esper Doom um because mm-hmm. it it's cheaper and exiling your opponent's bigger things also is nice having ways to, in a control deck having ways to exile an ox or, or something is really can can help you win games um so, so I do like that, but I agree with you. It's just shit in a deck like this, and it shouldn't be in the deck. Um, but yeah, so the the big theory that people I like, if there's one droplet of knowledge that anyone takes from this episode, it it well, there wasn't any others. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So, so you tell so no, this is the uh, I don't takeaway. know the correction corner at
1: the beginning <laughs> and the whole statement from the BBP community, I think, was the main thing. But this is a good side point, Brad. I agree, that, yep. is, that,
0: that is very true. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. the thing so, in this format, there is aggressive non blue decks and blue decks, and even an aggressive blue deck in, in rogues, right? So, there, this format has blue and non blue decks, yep. Um, and when that happens, uh, and you're looking at a deck like esper Yorion or esper ultimatum or whatever you want to name it or not esper soltai soltai ramp or soltai ultimatum when you look at a deck like this you need a high density of removal spells to actually draw them quick enough against the aggressive decks for it to matter Mm -hmm. and more often than not it's not going to matter if you the other half of your draw is incorrect because you're a combo deck um you're not just a control deck so yeah um, if you But if you add all those cards to make the density high enough to interact with them enough to consistently win your game ones, especially when you're on the draw too, um, you have given up all of your blue matchups because those are the matches where games go long and the, any removal spell is a dead. It's a dead card. A Mystical Dispute is going to not only win you game ones against some of these blue decks, Mirror oh, Matches, yeah. Esper, Demir, but it can also be cast against a Gruul deck. Right. You mm-hmm. can if you're on the play, you can just play it on turn three and then next turn play, you know, a ramp spell. uh, You know, your deck has 12, 12 of them and then you play a ramp spell and you, you interacted with their early drop and accelerate yourself. It's fine. It happened right on the draw. It's going to be dead. But the, the black removal spells are literally dead in the mirror match.
1: Yeah, I love. I think that's the thing I love the most about this deck. Is I've always kind of felt that way about Mystical Dispute, but I just never put it in the in the main deck just because it it nobody else was doing it, so I figured it was wrong. And I love it so much more than playing like Disdainful Stroke or something because the just three mana counter mode is completely fine. So I I think that's super smart. And I can't imagine the number of emergent ultimatums that you've countered for one mana while well, like tapping out to like play a. Uh, binding the old gods or something seems like you would get a lot of free wins against that. Yes, because yeah. you have
0: disputes, you you can be more aggressive with your spells. Also, if you both are just staring at each other with a bunch of heavy cards in hand, you can cast one, and if they cast one, you get to counter it and then cast another. Yeah. Um. And and also, it's just going to protect your cards. Um. It's gonna. I've I've used it to tap opponents out. Like they'll they'll say go with three mana up, or they'll cast a spell with three mana up, and I'll counter it. Like if you have that and a Heartless Act and they cast an ultimatum with 10 mana, you're kind of mm-hmm. fine with that as long as you have an ultimatum. Yeah. Uh because you can kill the Vor Vorinclex so that their Tibalt uh doesn't ultimate right away, and then you can threaten a Tibalt ultimate or killing their their Tibalt.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So I guess one um strategy question I had is what is your normal emergent ultimatum choices? I think what I usually leaned on is just like Kiora, Vorenklex, and Valky. But it, is there an, another combo? Or I'm sorry, Oren's Epiphany, uh, Vorenklex, Kiora, and Valky. I went between those four pretty much always. But
0: yeah, I mean those are those are definitely the the combinations. Like the the on the surface combinations against a deck if they're tapped out mm-hmm. I, and. And you're just going for like the most powerful thing. Like finish um, the game
1: kind of momentum kind of shift.
0: Or yeah, or or you're just, you know, like so if if you go for Valky plus Vorinclex plus Time Walk, odds are you're gonna get Time Walk plus Val uh Vorinclex. Um mm-hmm. because if you ultimate that that Tibalt, um, it's usually the game, game usually over in blue yeah. matchups. Yeah, in blue matchups. Um and but so you'll usually often end up with a six six and two one ones you hit them a few times and then and then you you lose your thing um one of the one of the things i getting the um against aggressive decks you get vor Vorinclex and cura and and, um all runs epiphany and then that's that's your way of trying to say like i want to tap you down and so you know who knows they might give you the that's if you're behind
1: that's if you're behind basically right
0: uh that's if you're that's if the board doesn't actually not that far behind if if you're behind super behind you have to get shadows verdict plus uh Orange Orange epiphany, epiphany
1: and kiora or
0: yep okay okay if, okay. okay yeah what if, if they have a bunch of if they have a bunch of creatures in play you get those three because if if they give you you can wrath and time walk get two one ones that untap and hope you have enough resources mm-hmm. um or that you get to wrath put an eight eight into play or you get to put an eight into play, take another turn and tap them down and have 10 power in play. Usually they have to put the Kiora back um, because that's the most powerful thing, but then you get to Wrath and Reset. Okay. Sometimes you don't have enough resources to do anything after that, and that's when you're like going to pull the trigger on your card draw and hope you can do something else in the games. Um, but that's usually the pile I do against an aggressive deck with a board position.
1: Yeah, the one the one thing I've struggled with when I'm playing and I Emergent Ultimatum is like my last bit of gas in the tank. Now, you know, I wasn't playing Behold the Multiverse, so I think this version probably just maintains gas a little bit easier. But I was struggling with getting Vorinclex if I didn't have anything else in hand. Like if I would usually just get Allrun's Epiphany, Cure Best of Gods, and Velky, even though maybe the Vorinclex interaction is better, I just feared them giving me uh Vorenklax and all runs epiphany and i don't draw anything and all of a sudden i just have you know a six six do you do you play differently oh, when it's like your last big spell
0: yeah i mean if I, if it's my last big spell but i still have cards in hand uh, another thing you can do is you can go get uh and you don't really care what happens you can get valky and the land that draws cards and hmm. uh Siege restoration epiphany. yeah yeah and sometimes i actually get if i have counter spells in a mirror i'll and i want to protect some of my cards and my time walks Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes i'll get seagate uh behold the multiverse and valky and so their option is to give me a planeswalker that i can protect or a ton of cards (laughs) or a ton of cards yeah and and i can probably find an answer for it and but that that has made me think that i want another negate but also you can draw into your duresses and you can duress then too um and all of that works out but usually if you're resol- whoever's resolving the ultimatums is th- there's a clear cut what you want to do yeah um and it, for the it, most part there
1: and for the most part people that i've been playing against on the ladder i'll get a decent amount of game one negates but i have not been game one disputed yet you know so i, I feel like this is a little ahead of the curve where you can get some wins for a while, but I do think disputes are just the much better game one counterspell <laughs> over negate. You know, I could even but, see a fourth dispute
0: instead of a third negate being correct or a, the original, or a stroke maybe. Yeah, the original deck designer was Ryoshi Tamada and he had yeah. the fourth dispute in his main deck. And I thought originally that his deck list was designed for mirrors and it is, but it also didn't feel that bad against the aggressive decks as well. But he only had two mm-hmm. shadows verdicts and four disputes, and I just felt the importance of adding the third verdict in the main deck.
1: Yeah, I had five RAS and I was still losing to these aggressive decks, so I yeah, think you I mean, need a minimum three.
0: Yeah. You're going to lose games to it. It's it's yeah. it's finding the the sweet spot, and the benefit is winning game one in a mirror match um, is big, and especially so in a matchup like this, where uh, every card you add is going to have a great impact on who wins the game. Like, If you if you just remove all of the disputes and the behold, the multiverse and you add like a disdainful stroke and then just removal spells like that version is going to lose so many times. Like it's going to lose like to it's to this version. Oh, yeah, of course. course, Going to lose like 80 percent of the game ones. Yeah. Standard's
1: all about these little tiny, um, you know, tiny tweaks. And in the right metagame, you know, if it's just all aggro and there's not much mirrors maybe replacing some of those cards for Elspeth Nightmare, for Extinction Event, for more Eliminates and stuff like that could be correct. But with well, the way the metagame is going, I think this is a much better... Avenue. That's the funny Let me, thing.
0: If, if if this deck isn't being played and everyone's just playing Aggro, then you should probably go back to Rakdos or Gruul.
2: True, true, yeah. Let me ask a question. Like, what's the call to playing 80 cards in Yorion? Like, I, I I know it's good with... Finding the Old Gods and Omen Mm -hmm. of the Sea. But honestly, it doesn't look like this necessarily should be a Yorionda. Oh,
1: pick me, pick me, pick me. I know a good one for this one. Um, Go go for it. I think the main reason for this is curve consideration because you have to play Cure Asbestos Sea God. You got to play two all Runs Epiphany. You got to play Vorinclex and you got to play Emergent Ultimatum. So when you condense it down to 60 cards, your curve gets pretty wonky with this deck. So it actually smooths out the curve a little bit to have Yori in here because all these one ofs that cost seven mana or the Emergent Ultimatums, they're not as impactful in your draws when you have 20 extra cards and you don't draw them as often at least that's how, how i how i feel about it
0: that, that that would have been my answer as well it's that yeah. and and that's just it like your your deck like absolutely needs to play these nine just or ten windmill slam seven plus <laughs> seven, mana seven plus drops spells. yeah yeah and <laughs> um and if you lower lower the number of cards you just draw them at a higher frequency um mm-hmm. and also also like i i, I the more I play with 80 card decks and standard with Yorion, the more I I realize that the cost of playing the 80 cards is not that high. I mean, it is high when it comes to creature matchups because they're so lean and aggressive, and you have to draw like your cards that are in your deck for those matchups. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's where I think it is the most damage. But that's that that Yorion that you you get it almost every game. It's not yep. like Gigantha and Historic where where it sometimes comes up like this yorian yeah. wins me a lot of games and i just that i just get to go pull out of out of thin air
1: it's the best three drop and eight drop in these style of decks like right before you play binding in the old gods or just on eight when it's that free spell from nowhere that just seems to take over
2: the only thing that you i also think- draw you also draw wolf Willow Haven, cultivate and emergent ultimatum a lot less though
0: True, um, well, well, that I mean, yeah, i I'm not gonna disagree with that. like you have you have omens and you have you have a lot of scry that that lets you smooth through your draws when you draw them. um, and i'm I, I'll agree with that. I don't know the percentages like uh of when you actually find the original ultimatum, but like we've seen this before, and it's it's hard to articulate, but we've seen decks operate better when they need a high density of things at higher numbers right we've seen decks go to 65 like we've seen scapeshift decks that operate better at 65 or uh you know certain mana bases operate better at higher numbers so like i'm not the scientist here that's going to explain it all but like that theory has been put to practice before and also like sure we might lose a little bit of consistency maybe a deck maybe the 60 card version of this deck is slightly better if you if you don't Think about the Yorian that you just get for free, but once you start playing with this deck, Brian, I can assure you that there's going to be games where you're on the plate and you're like, "Holy shit! I drew uh, the old gods!" I and so turn three, I just put Yorian in my hand, and now they they're just fucked. Like if they play something, I binding, and then they can't play something again because I blink it again, and all of a sudden I have eight mana.
2: Mm-hmm. You ever have you ever played this? For, have you ever played a sixty card version of this deck though?
0: No, there is an adventures version out there um no I, I mean i'm not building new decks mm-hmm. i'm like taking the <clears throat> decks that people are playing and tuning them right now i, I mean know. If I'm, you just,
2: wa- I'm not saying that it's better but i'm just saying that like i wouldn't i don't know it feels weird to dismiss it with no play you know having never seen it because I, I mean we saw that last format where a lot of people were playing Yorion decks and it ended up being better to just make it a 60 card Yorion deck than an 80 card Yorion deck
0: what what but was there a good sixty card Yorian deck? Green White. Green White. Yeah, Green I White. I don't know. Green how, White was I think pretty that good. It was just like hotness for like two weeks. I don't think it was ever good, was it?
1: It was pretty good. It had the highest win percentage for a league weekend, one weekend at like a dominant of like 68% or something. Matt Nass and <laughs> Jacob Wilson. But the deck wasn't insane. Um, but it did punish the aggressive decks pretty hard and just crushed Gruel at the time, and that's why it did so well because Gruel was everywhere sure yeah the one thing i will say about that i do struggle with with 80 card yorian decks that i think is the biggest downfall of them is just it's really hard to not have like one or two or maybe three dead cards in your deck at sideboarding just because there's so many cards you know like if i just look at this list there's like seven or eight cards you got to take out against uh control decks you know all the black spot removal and whatnot and vice versa against aggro that i'm sure maybe it's just because my deck wasn't completely fine-tuned but i feel like you really have to nail your sideboard numbers in a yorian deck otherwise you have to leave in negates against gruel or something like that you know well so I, sometimes
0: i leave counter spells against decks like that um yeah okay no, i could have used a better battle.
1: example but you know leaving you know i a better example than that what what Where, I love
0: about this list yeah. specifically is that I board all fourteen cyborg cards in against uh, rogues. Oh really? Yeah, I board my entire cyborg comes in against rogues, and I just take out the entire bullshit package. Okay. Like the entire ramp package comes out. Ah, oh, that makes sense. And, Interesting. And I just, yeah, I just become a controlled like that wins with Pelucronosis and a coma. And okay, a, that's kind of own.
1: badass that's kind of badass i think i gotta try this deck this deck looks nice and i just want to cast more behold the multiverses i love that card
0: yeah it's it's (laughs) i mean like i will say that red and white so here's here's my synopsis of the format i think that white is going to slowly get worse because uh decks were not prepared for mono white and Mm -hmm. you know if a if decks like ractos or gruel you know, start changing to beat them, they can. Or white base
1: exile removal like Esper Doom. You can shit on those kind of white decks
0: with that, you know? Yep, and I and I have done that already in this format. Um, same, also, the land, the land in these aggressive decks is really good, though. I misjudged how good Haven was going to be. Yeah,
1: I think that's it's, the most disgusting in red, because it's also a rogue for Robber of the Rich. That's the thing that pisses me off the most, I think. <laughs>
0: yeah, like, super late in the game, you're like, oh, I've got this. And then they're like, oh, I get your, I get your card now. And you're like, wait, what, why? Yeah, what? This is just a four, three. No, I agree. That card is really,
1: really strong. Um, You know, I've been, I've been playing white base Yorian decks to try to counteract it because I was so sick of losing to Radon or whatever uh when i'm trying to cast my soul ultimatums and i'm just like putting omen of the sun in front of it and faceless haven cannot beat an omen of the sun you know <laughs> uh,
0: no I, yeah. I was i was playing a little bit of uh asper yorian mm-hmm. and or you know Esper doom for and i was beating yep. up on the aggressive decks as well i think that deck might actually be able to compete with maybe like my version or not my version uh Ryoshi's version of of this deck yeah but it doesn't beat this deck <laughs> i know no, no I, I i actually lost to esper twice really um yeah it, it's because they have so much interaction they have card draw and also if the games go too long your your ultimatums aren't actually that impressive right like they can yeah they're down to the with are cards
1: yeah they're down to the Is can be more impressive than emerging ultimatum for sure
0: oh yeah and and so like i think that that might be some place to go in this format start looking at that deck Mm -hmm. um and then i think Demir will come back in some big way especially if white stays around because i think Demir rogues is actually good against white um Mm. it's bad against red but good against white and i mean a big thing about that is that like white doesn't have as cheap and good of removal as well as they don't have a good escape creature where red does have both of those things
1: yeah, and red's um, a lot more haste based, which is tougher. And low mage domination is really good
0: against non haste based creatures. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, so I, I don't know what's going to happen with all of that. I still think Rakdos is going to have to sit on the sidelines until Demir, uh, gets good again. And Demir hasn't been good <coughs> for two weeks.
1: Yeah, and I, honestly, we saw that in standard last season too, right? Like Rakdos pulled ahead really quick. And then just a Yorian deck came out and completely shut that deck down until Rogues just completely takes over the Yorian decks and then it comes in for one weekend and then kind of dips out. Like, rectos right. has had a I rough
0: run at it. The problem with Demir Rogues is that it's... there's the, the trial and error is kind of dead, right? Like, now when you when you see a Rogues deck, these days we all know what we have to do, right? Like, we, mm-hmm. we know how to attack it and what what needs to happen... To win the games and before yeah. last season we didn't really know that so there was weeks where we probably had the tools but we just didn't use them right yeah uh and, and as a collective and so rogues has slowly been getting worse and worse even though like in theory it should be able to come back and be good in a format it's just you know like last season for example i would have never been like oh my soul tie deck can cyber in every single card and i can beat them in in, in this way or
1: that your Sultai deck wants to be winning with a seven mana blue spell that can just get disputed, you know. But I haven't struggled with that matchup much either. As long as you just really smartly use your disputes to push through and you know maintain their their battlefield, it really doesn't feel that bad anymore. And this feels like it should be a bad matchup, but it just isn't. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Or at least I don't think it is. We're going to, we're going to hardcore yeah. test because we have, we have league weekend next uh, week. We have whoa, to do that. Whoa, back, so. whoa, Brad, we're going to hardcore test because we have the BBP
1: battle number five on Saturday. I mean, that that's, is the,
0: that's the main thing we test for here, right? I mean, there's a, there's a strong <laughs> chance. I just registered this 75. <laughs> like, Oh, there's a strong chance. I also registered this 75. <laughs> this tackle <tech> looks
1: nice.
0: <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, any, anyone have any other questions about this or standard or anything that um, uh, you think our, our our collective, our organized collective might want to hear? You know, nothing
1: really as of right now, except that like I'll, I'll join in on you with saying what, what the metagame looks like right now. And it was like these white and red decks, you know, were just so dominant last week. But it's nice to see that, you know, they're just not too good. Like Faithless Haven is just not too good of a card. And decks are starting to adjust. And we're just seeing the metagame shift from week to week. This standard moves so incredibly fast. And I just think it's great. So next week we might think, you know, this deck is terrible. And I think that's just great.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd be shocked if that's the case. But if it is, <laughs> uh, I'm fine. I'm fine with it because that means that I maybe got to play Gruul.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's fair.
2: <laughs> yeah, what's it what's the deal with Gruul? I'm surprised Gruul's not beating this deck that's playing a bunch of negates
0: and mystical disputes and stuff. Like Well, well, this version isn't the most popular version of Sultai out there right now. So D- Gruul maybe like it's not beating me, but I don't know who else is playing this. Like the the, the thing about Sultai is there's like 10 different builds. Like if you go and mm-hmm. check uh, the MTG data tweet, they talked about like all the different variations. There's like a team or adventures version um there's a pure ramp version there's there's more controlling versions that play like i said like more heartless acts more eliminates you know elspeth's nightmares and yeah um,
1: and that elspeth's nightmare is insane against adventure decks that's a fact
0: yeah but like i'm saying is you don't elspeth's nightmare is purely a control control card right like you play it to two for one your opponent in an opportunistic way but Mm -hmm. the ultimatum plan ultimatum is a ramp card that says i'm gonna do something more powerful than everything you've done so far in the game that's why i'm casting immersion yeah. ultimatum in my deck yeah and, and so they, they don't work together well no i i totally
1: agree uh it's just i was just talking individual rate but bbd i think the main reason why Sultai isn't that afraid of gruel is gruel was always just like the most resilient deck that never ran out of gas and while that's still true it doesn't matter that they don't run out of gas because Gruul will just die with five cards in their hand to an emergent ultimatum like just you cast it once they're fucking dead and that's why i like this list because this list is going a little bit away from all the cards you need against Gruul because just emergent ultimatum and just a couple spot removal spells binding the old gods on lovestruck beast making sure you always kill their mammoth when they can untap and great henge you that's the only thing that really runs away from the game, and then sure you take a hit here and there, and then emergent ultimatum just throws you so far ahead.
2: Yeah, I kind of question. I mean, I don't know what Gruul lists exactly look like these days, but I, mm-hmm. I agree with you that I don't think Gruul is going to win once you're casting emergent ultimatums, yeah. which is why I kind of question the idea of trying to build around the, like a card like the Great Henge. You know, like, yeah, I, oh,
0: yeah. I mean, this last weekend, did you see any of the splash blue variants of the deck?
2: Well, that was going to be my next thing. Is why not splash blue for mystical? But no, I haven't seen that. Like that—that that sounds like a great deck. Yeah,
1: Moist um, rule. That was your doing, okay. right, bro? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I didn't talk about it last week. I don't think um, so. I didn't. Okay. Who um, knows? Time's an illusion. Okay. Well, well. So there, there are versions of the deck that ignore um, the Great Henge altogether, or just play a very small amount, or mostly zero. And They play four dragons, four ember cleaves, and then they play a mana base that allows for a cyborged island and then just this dis- uh strokes and negates. Um, and I was working on these decks, and I still lost Assault to Soul Tile Ultimatum just because, like, you can only play so many counter spells, you still have to have your mana at the right times. Um, and like a dispute is good on its own, but the two meta counter spells are just gas with a dragon. Um, and so like, that's the way that these decks were being built, um, but uh, what I found is like your side, there's there's a lot of problems there. You're gonna get shit on by the aggressive decks because now you have to deploy the two ships passing in the night strategy because like when you add counter spells in an island to your sideboard and yes, agreeing that there could be a better way to build it, but no one's done it so far. Um, you lose the ability to play a, enough artifact removal, enough of Chrome Wars, enough removal spells uh, for the aggressive decks, or you have to give up on the rogues matchup and not play enough escape creatures. And that's that's the complexity that people have been struggling with this last weekend with girl Is there's a million ways I can build my deck, but it feels like a, you're in a rock and a hard place. And so each list I saw was giving up equity in a certain matchup, um, and collectively out the, the data of all the SCGs and a few other tournaments. All ultimatum put up 55% against Gruul and all of that blue splash data was shoved into that. Um, So we don't really get any out of that. Somebody would have to do a digging to figure that stuff out.
1: Oh, there was yeah. something out there. There I was a blue even, Gruul versus a regular Gruul step.
2: I wonder oh, if really? you don't even need the mm-hmm. blue. Like, I wonder if you can just build your deck to be more aggressive and four Ember Cleaves and you just you don't even need the like the blue
0: cards. That's what some people are doing as well. And I mean, I was doing that and it's not easy because like the, so the problem the problem is, is if like, you're going to win games with gruel because you're Gruel, But like, I also found that it's like, if I'm on the draw with gruel and they play binding the old gods, like they're going to cast ultimatum and they're going to be at a high life total.
1: Mm-hmm. And so, it buys you enough time yeah, and rounds you. It just does it all.
0: Yeah. It's, it, you know, like, I, I do think that Gruel with a bunch of questing beasts, Ember Cleaves, and Dragons is gonna be favored, but then you lose so much equity against all the aggressive decks, the mirror matches, demir rogues. Your list becomes anti-sulti ultimatum and you're you're just a slight favorite. Yeah. Like that's that's the problem with Gruel Ventures. Because Gruel Ventures is a mid-range deck, right? Like I think Gruel Ventures, the best way to explain Gruel Ventures, is, is if Stomp is good, your deck is great. And that's that's who you're supposed to be beating.
2: Yeah, yeah. But why? Why does it have to be adventures? Why can't it just be rural agro? I mean, what? Uh, maybe maybe what, other what, creatures. Maybe, maybe like I don't know. Maybe nothing else exists. Like maybe those are just the best creatures that exist. But like,
1: I have seen I have seen snow gruel decks that just play like you know um, brushfire elemental, questing beast, boring collects goldspan dragon, emberclads, and it's just like it still played bone crusher and lovestruck beast but it also played like faithless haven and didn't play innkeeper um you know i haven't seen it catch on or anything but i saw somebody tweet it you know on oh, that I've kind of vein it was just an all haste version you know just trying to get you dead but it looked, oh, it you looked might, cool to me might.
0: You might like what's his name's deck, uh, Shit. Uh, it's not Shit. That's not the person's name. Oh yeah, <laughs> Shit's got some super lit decks. Like, yeah, oh let, man. let me let me let me get a, let me get on <laughs> Melee and grab this deck. I, I know exactly where it's at. I just have to navigate. Like you can uh, put right, like, like
2: are people playing Robber of the Rich or whatever? Like you know I'm you can yeah like you could play those cards instead of trying to play the adventure type stuff if that's too slow well
0: well you might but then again so so you you might be good and it might be better against soul tie um but you're just you're giving up all the other matches all of them you know all like white red gruel like that's the weird thing about this format and that's that's the struggle there it's like Green, you know, red, green, agro is is just gonna be worse than than mono monocolored unless you turn your deck into a mid-range deck, which you don't want to be mid-range because you're gonna lose to the, the ramp deck.
1: Yeah, because it's like just ramp decks are just also mid-range decks, but they have the I win card at seven, so it just sets them so far
0: ahead. Yeah, so so uh Noriki N- Mori uh top aided the last two 5k call time championship qualifiers with uh teamer adventure obosh. Oh shit! And and this deck has you know Bone Crusher, Lovestruck, Brazen, Edgewall, Goldspan Dragon, Kazandu Mammoth, and it it only plays like one Genesis Ultimate. It's just like tuning. It looks like really random. It's got great hinges, and then one Midnight Clock, one Allruns, Fifty, one Genesis, and then like counter spells. You know, and after sideboard, you just have a decent amount of cheap counter spells that work well with your dragons, and you have this adventure plan. And like I think that this deck might be good against the blue decks um because he did do well against them Uh, i think he did but uh he lost to just guy cycling just guy cycling might be the answer too. that deck did well this last weekend and i haven't tested it yet
1: yeah i mean that's another deck though that feels like to rogues where like sure it's gonna maybe slide in and have a good weekend but it can never really change or adjust so like you just know how to beat it so, I don't know. I mean, I sh- I think it can have its weekends where it feels okay, but it doesn't feel like a deck that's great to me for yeah. that reason that it just can't adjust,
0: yeah. and and, yeah, it's it's gonna be the same. And it seems like it might be might have done well because it might have a good white and soul tie matchup and bad against everything else because I know mm-hmm. it's bad against red and gruel, yeah, um, and so that might be it because, like against white, you have so many ways to make one ones that block forever and. And Zarath's
1: flare has gotta be insane against White.
0: Yeah, and, and same same with against Sultai. You you just have to get them to like 10 and then you can burn them out. Yeah. Um, because they don't really gain life. But uh, but yeah, as for Gruel, I've been wanting to try to figure it out. Um, when you're wrong, you just get destroyed. That's the weird thing about Gruel. So um, and also like these decks now have a lightning bolt, so your Kazanu Mammoths are actually dying for one mana against red decks. it's, it's gross, man it's it's hard it's to not be a, a great spot these for these
1: adventure decks and then the adventure decks that turn into naya i think are even slower so i think like i think showdown of the Scald is just kind of a trap even in those decks and yeah, i'm just I never agree. i'm never scared when they cast that card anymore with you know i'm playing a lot of a lot of yorian decks you know bant Jeskai uh have been the two things that i've been revisiting and then just a good amount of Soltai. maybe it's just because of those are the decks i'm playing that i'm not afraid of those cards but just doesn't seem that good to me anymore.
2: Yeah, maybe maybe mono red's just a better gruel at this point cuz like I I just kind of think so, yeah. I Yeah, like you're not going to beat emergent ultimatum with a mid-range deck, but I do I do think that there's got to be a way to just go go under it with haste creatures and stuff, looking oh, at yeah, the way that these red, yeah. these decks are built. Um, but yeah, I I don't think that like you're saying like you know because Mammoth is dying to one mana spells. It's like I I don't even wouldn't even want to play that card. So like oh
0: yeah, I mean yeah. the only reason you, the only reason you want to put green in your Amber cleave deck is because you have the power of edgewall Innkeeper and love stark beast That's and and before the Great Hedge, those that's the selling point of of green in these decks. So like if you want haste creatures and and you want Brush. consistency, well Brushfire Elemental exists, but but like
2: questing beasts too pretty good i guess that's true yeah. too yeah,
0: yeah but that deck that deck just i mean if you if you just build a red green haste deck you're just you're gonna get embarrassed by the other more consistent cheaper, decks for sure, aggressive yeah. decks no yeah and you're probably gonna get stopped by their great hinges because that's the thing is like the interaction for green red isn't that good like white's a interactions way better and red has cheaper interaction because they get to play snow removal the
1: only thing i like for red is i've actually lost a lot of games to rolling vortex I think that card is actually pretty messed up in this metagame.
0: I've I haven't been losing to it, and maybe I'm just getting lucky. But like that's the advantage of Sultai is they just have this like maelstrom pulse. You know, it's just like, oh sure, that's a thing I have to care about. Oh yeah, I can just kill it. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's that hidden text that I did not know existed until I cast an emergent ultimatum at eight life the other day. (laughs) That didn't work
0: (laughs) out for me well. little hidden text on that one. You're like, why would you <laughs> play this card? It's terrible. I don't even gain life. Alt- exactly. Yeah, I was like Were you no, on stream?
1: no, no, no. I was uh, just playing. Yeah, it would have been even better.
0: <laughs> I would have loved to watch that. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll talk more uh next week. Deck will be submitted by the time our next episode we record it. So we'll be able to talk more about standard. I won't I won't be able to give my deck list out because we have to keep them secret until you know the morning of, or at least it's advantageous to. Oh, okay, um, okay. Well, we can talk about the entire format.
1: Brad's just playing this 75 or this 95. Let's get real. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, okay. Well, that sounds
1: good. Yeah, I suppose this is a pretty long podcast already. Should we uh, get to the yeah. casting crew, boys?
0: I am down to clown with our casting Ooh. crew that is now organized.
1: One thing before we talk about the cast and crew, I don't think we actually mentioned this at the beginning and maybe I would have missed it, but we do have our Bash Bros. Battle number 5 coming this weekend here, uh, which is February 20th. This is free to all our patrons. Um, there's a code inside patreon.com slash bash bros podcast. If y'all want to play, I know I'm planning on double queuing where I'm going to play this tournament and then play day one of the arena open because the arena open, you have so long to play. And that would be my concern is like, if people that want to play that, I do think you have time to play both. And I will um,
0: also be double queuing because I will be playing and running it because I don't get any <laughs> help. Oh, Brian. Brian. <laughs> cory yeah i don't know how I know, Uh-oh. i'm joking Uh-oh. <laughs>
1: in fact i probably do harm instead of helping but yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah sign up for that because it's going to be a fun event we got a couple of them left so uh might as well get in on these bash pros podcast battle events while you can all right y'all ready for the cast and crew let's do it all right first up we got bino gatista and bino gatista normally been making moves but didn't quite get a promotion this month so bino batista is still bino gatista is still the doorman but doing great at it
2: uh that's not true he did get a promotion he's at a different door
1: oh he he made it to the north door so he's all the way up Uh uh-huh
2: yeah is that a back door it is. No, that's
1: south, duh.
2: Wow, you're making ass jokes in our podcast, Brad. What the Jesus fuck? Jesus, Brad.
0: Like, get, get your mind out of the gutter. I didn't mean that. This I just meant prof- I thought the north the, the, the back side of the office is. is uh, the back side of
2: the office? Really? The back side of the office? really oh, it's, it's,
0: it Points north.
2: Jeez, these guys I can't believe it. All right, next <laughs> we got S. Rudy which is our business anal list. Alright. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ryan. <laughs> what? After that, we've got Inside Esports, who is our Esports event organizer on MTG Melee, uh, helping us organize our uh, Bachelor's Battles number five, and Inside Esports also organizes their own tournament, so follow them on social media. Hashtag marketing plug.
1: <laughs> Love it. Uh, next up, we got Ian Pasella. Hashtag ad. <laughs> hashtag <laughs> sponsored. Hashtag yeah,
0: paid. Sponsors. Yeah, <laughs> hashtag paid.
1: Hashtag
3: paid hashtag is the hashtag. best.
1: hashtag bbp's leading resident pastafarian that's a bit of a long hashtag but that is uh ian posella's job
0: how's that going for you
1: oh man let me tell you if i could eat pasta every day without gaining like 150 pounds i would and i'd have no shame about it
0: yeah and i do have shame about it yeah me too that's why i
1: don't eat pasta every day so
2: (laughs) all right we got b uh
3: that's, we got BBD here. That's my name. We got Richie.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I have like a I've had like a brutal headache. I'm really out of it. We got Richie, that's the Bash Good Bros done, accountant uh who does various money-related tasks. There we go.
1: <laughs>
0: Brian, you're crushing it today. I don't know there what you're talking go. about. Next up, we've got Oppo, who is our research director, who does research. Related
1: tasks. tasks. Related Thank you. Tasks. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Next up, we got Corey, and that is our. Wait, we got Wapa, and that's Brad's personal barista. Uh, but you know, also just loves D and wants to make sure D doesn't bite all the furniture and stuff. So takes D on a lot of walks, but not taking BBD on a on a walk after last well, time. Well, will not take so. BBD on
0: walks, and it's reciprocal.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. BBD will not walk Wapa. Not a chance.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's what
2: you think, Corey (laughs) Baumeister. All right, next up we got BBD, BBD, Adham. (laughs) (laughs) Adham is our ghost writer. So he is responsible for writing our episodes for us, uh, which is why they might sometimes seem nonsensical at times.
0: Yeah, it's Mm. all Adham's fault. Damn Adham. Next up, we used to have David Watt, so uh, but David Watt is now fired. And, Sorry, and, cuts and, bad to be made. And
2: and men, and
1: men rehired at a race. <laughs> at a race. Yeah, David Watt actually gets 90% of the whole income of this podcast. For real. Because <laughs> he saves all that money on the special guest actually being here.
2: <laughs> he is our special guest screener, which Brad never said. Uh, mm, doing a great nope. job, <laughs> doing a great job. All right, home. Um, this is actually a tragedy of the ages.
0: No, oh. it happened.
2: So, I ran out of diet Pepsi like five days ago, and mm. I made a That's decision. That's why you have a headache. It might be actually, it might be. Yeah, I made a decision that I was, you know what, I'm just gonna stop buying diet Pepsi for a while and just try to go without soda for a period of time. My own mm. personal health actually don't have one to crack, so we actually got Paul just ca. There's nothing else there, mm. uh, and that is our uh, sorry my wall staring photographer. Uh, he yeah, it seems... photographed
1: me staring at walls. But... And now it's you don't have any props, you don't have any Diet Pepsis or anything, so it's way less. It's not as cool as photography now. It's less impactful. I'm sorry, it, but it, but, yeah. but
0: it's a healthy change. It's good. It's 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 good to move forward. Good plan. We'll get you, yeah, we'll we'll get you some sparkling water. Yeah, that would work. Yeah, I'll yeah, get we'll you double Pepsi some... traded someday. BBD. Yeah, I got I got sparkling water upstairs, so so Ooh. you can have some of that. All right. Next Pretty up, we fancy. got Max, who is Corey's linguistic coach, and I think honestly today, uh, the 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 lessons have paid off. I I don't think there's <laughs> any cringe moment that I had.
2: Yeah, there Brad, there's just... a lot of cringe moments, but it was not about the pronunciation. <laughs>
0: not about the pronunciation. <laughs> Brad, you're just saying
1: that to save some face because I was so right last time. You didn't want another train wreck. So you're just agreeing with Corey this time. Smart move. Smart move. Okay, next up, we don't actually know. Uh, that's Court. Wait, no. Okay, Why Phil are you doing this. Why, are you? Why?
0: It's just nonsense to everyone that doesn't have context to our Google Doc. But they
1: (laughs) Oh, it's Phil, and we don't really know what Phil does, y'all, but we love him.
0: Yeah, we we, we don't have a clue. Next (laughs) up we got
2: JP, and that is our BBD general manager.
1: Fucking goddamn
3: it. (laughs) Oh yes.
1: I'm virtually oh, so
2: good. Virtually fist bumping Corey right
1: now.
0: <laughs> yeah, we are. We're we're chest bumping at this, right? Uh, All right, next you know time. You know what, boys? You know what, boys? Uh, I have been having to go to the bathroom for a very long time, but I was like, we're going to get through this together. We're going to nail this shit. But now I'm going to leave and go to the bathroom and let you uh, finish this. Well, I'll be back. Okay. Uh, okay. But, but, uh, but I, I am going to diva out right now. Okay. Wow. You got it. See you, Brad.
1: Next up, we got Sultan the Bossy, and that is our designated Cory Dork. No, designated Mana Dork. <laughs> <laughs> BBD, did you make that noise?
2: No, I did not. Oh, okay, okay.
1: <laughs> but yeah, he's our designated Mana dark. and uh, God, what should we choose this time? I guess Cultivate, huh? Cultivate's our Mana dark this week. Probably Binding the Old guys. Yeah, there we go. Did you know it's actually just binding the old gods? Doesn't it feel natural to say binding of the old gods?
2: It does, yeah.
1: Yeah. I <laughs> I only know that because I've I had an email sent to me because that's all I said was binding of the old gods. And <laughs> they're like, Yeah, that's not it. That's I not what the card kn- is.
2: I actually knew it was binding the old gods, but I'm pretty sure that you guys keep saying that has just now caused me to keep saying it and I can't stop anymore. I've mm. just been corrupted.
1: Yeah, which we've probably done to everyone, yeah. (laughs) Kind of like the
2: corruption of Eric Nall, who has gone through quite the journey but is now just simply our BBP trash man
1: yeah really big journey there uh next up we got gear Meldi, and gear meldy is our merch store manager uh you know we got to make these targeted uh kind of predatory shirts here soon so if you want a shirt that (laughs) be careful because my boyfriend is a very strong magic the gathering player born in june and his name is brian bronduin that's coming up next to
0: our merch store (laughs) i I don't know if you all know this but uh it's not we need to sell you know the other shirts that we have which we have many everyone so if you'd like to go you can go to our merch store right now scroll down below did we forget to talk about poppy and itunes spotify and citra on this episode i think we did i think we did yeah but if you're watching on any of those you can scroll down to the link and go to our merch store where we have wonderful shirts i'm wearing one right now
1: Yep, you can find us on Podbean, iTunes, Corey, Stitcher, any of the popular platforms. Yeah, you can find anything
0: on Corey. Yeah.
1: <laughs> all right, next up, we got Patrick, and you can find all kinds of stuff on me after our office parties because we have so much fun that just yeah. Uh, oh, we'll move on, please. Oh, yeah,
0: and Cody, you know what else you can find on Corey? This <laughs> dirt, which I will be giving you all right now about Corey oh. from last year. Uh oh. Uh oh, indeed.
2: (laughs) Is that something that you would be clipping to your soundboard? Or sorry? to fucking do this shit anymore. I don't want to is. fucking do this shit anymore. Do you want to have to fucking do this shit anymore? I don't want to fucking do this shit anymore. Do you want to have to fucking do this shit
1: anymore? Brian, <laughs> <laughs> make up your mind, okay? You know do you want to do the cast or do you
0: not want to do the cast?
2: Thank you, Felipe <laughs> Spilena, Brad Soundboard Operator,
0: for yeah, this choice clips. Guess <laughs> what? There has been a murder, and it's fucking Brian. Uh,
1: oh. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> oh. Wow, Filippos, can we fire Filippos there? I yes. don't think we should uh, have that many soundboard uh, interactions in one cast.
0: I thought it actually was starting to have a rhythm, truth be told.
1: Yeah, it did actually kind of sound <laughs> like a jam. Yeah, it a
2: remix album in the works here. With- oh, yeah. yeah. It's it's called, it's called fucking do this anymore. And then,
1: (laughs) which reminds me of, of our newest shirt that my boyfriend doesn't want to fucking do it anymore,
0: but he's also born in June. Uh, and his name is Brian, who is our CEO, Jonathan, you can just cut over Corey, right? Great. Uh, Who's our CEO. Uh, thanks Laura for all your service. Uh, but, uh, we're going to need some more, you know, some it's more know. control. Yeah, yeah, good call.
1: Yeah. <laughs> next up, we got Victor, and that's Brad's first place trophy holder. Uh, Victor just stands in Brad's room and just holds trophies. It's a uh, really boring job, and I'm sure he misses his it's family, creepy, but we love man. him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's really creepy. <laughs> great
2: great work, though. You're doing a great job. All right, yeah. next up, we got Dr. Um, Ong. Oh, sorry, coming in at the tail end, we got Dr. <laughs> <laughs> Ong, who is our resident proctologist.
0: The I still love last, but certainly least. Yes, yeah, so good. certainly least.
2: <laughs> yes, hundred percent least and um, last. Yeah. All right.
0: Well, that is it. That's going to do it for this episode of the Bash Rose podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you next week after Brian and I submit our decks for League Weekend. So, uh, and just remember, check out the SCG Tour. Online on MTG Melee this weekend for more standard magic happenings. See y'all later. Peace out. And I'm Corey.
1: I don't want to have to fucking do this shit anymore.